This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 8th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Will we really see an accelerated drawdown of U.S. forces in Afghanistan? Malou Innocent, foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute, says there are plenty of reasons to think that the drawdown won't happen as hoped. Well, it's unclear whether we're actually going to see the expected drawdown, at least as far as President Obama has anticipated. There will be a drawdown beginning this July, and some analysts expect that it'll be between three and 5,000 U.S. troops out of the 100,000 troops, roughly, that are already there right now. But you're already seeing sort of a pushback against any steeper reductions that President Obama's national security team advised earlier this week. Secretary of Defense Robert Gates and military commanders on the field are advising for sort of uh, not so much deep cuts, but rather sort of uh, maintaining a higher level of combat force into next year, I I assume because they're anticipating uh, more bloodshed this coming summer, and also because a a great number of the gains that we have had on the ground have been, quote, you know, fragile and reversible, according to General David Petraeus. So I don't really anticipate any uh, substantial drawdown uh, beyond the three to 5,000, what some have called a token withdrawal, and that's unfortunate. I think that we can easily see tens of thousands of U.S. troops being withdrawn uh, for a narrow counterterrorism mission. Um, But in terms of grand strategy, uh, Afghanistan weighs heavily on the minds of most analysts, but unfortunately, we don't really see the the full scope of the problems there. There's a proxy war uh, going on between India and Pakistan, between various other countries in the region. Uh, Obviously, Afghanistan's perpetual weakness invites meddling by surrounding states. Uh, there's a great deal of uh, sort of attrition within the Afghan National Security Forces. President Hamid Karzai remains largely illegitimate, corrupt, abusive, predatory. Same with uh, many of his underlings. Uh, so there are deep problems uh, with this mission, and hopefully uh, the better minds will weigh, weigh in on this issue in, in uh, the White House. Do the departures of Secretary Gates and uh, General Petraeus have any impact here? Because President Obama, early in his Uh, presidency appeared to be fighting mightily for some sort of exit strategy uh, in Afghanistan. I've been seeing competing assessments of that, whether uh, it's sort of taking Gates and Petraeus out of the equation, uh, and I guess putting Petraeus now at the head of uh, the Central Intelligence Agency, whether that will actually impact greater on on sort of the intelligence assessments we're getting about the war. I've also seen uh, other assessments saying that uh, President Obama, you did this in a way to sort of push Petraeus out of the decision-making process. Uh, so, it's, so it's unclear to me exactly how it will go, but I mean, these are individual figures, and obviously they, they uh, are steer the ships of huge bureaucracies who largely agree with what those uh, what those uh, gentlemen are saying. Hopefully there are definitely, you know, uh, underlings that will try and push back against that broader narrative, but it remains to be seen, I think. Oh, one more thing I think uh, is very interesting and hasn't really gotten a whole lot of play in the Western media is uh, Salid Salim Shahzad. He was an intrepid Pakistani journalist uh, recently killed in Islamabad. His body was found dead in a canal uh, in Islamabad. And there are fears, at least, that Pakistan's intelligence agency, ISI, may have been behind his death. Uh, he recently published a book uh, titled Inside Al-Qaeda and the Taliban Beyond Bin Laden 9-11, and it largely contradicts Washington's official uh, statements about the two groups. Uh, uh, many, some of them being that uh, al-Qaeda and the Taliban have profound strategic differences within their leaderships in terms of what they want for the region, that bin Laden was essentially a figurehead, uh, despite what we've been hearing, that the second in command, Dr. Ayman al-Zawahiri, was, was really devising a lot of the operational plans, 
that uh, al-Qaeda's goal was to uh, sort of polarize the Muslim world and use U.S. policy against, its, uh, of course, the United States, and to use or exploit America's, quote, uh, cowboy mentality uh, to sort of drag out the war in Afghanistan and to make America turn bin Laden into a 30-foot-tall boogeyman. Uh, so these are really sort of, again, a lot of the arguments that um, are not really heard in Washington and actually contradict a lot of what Washington tells us. Malou Innocent is a foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can read more of her work at Cato.org.